Rails version number 2.3.3 is now out. And it's mostly bug fixes, but there are some uh, new feature additions as well. I want to show you one particular one called Touch in this episode. So anyway, if you want to update to 2.3.3, just gem install Rails, and then change your version number in your environment config file. Now, it's really good to have a nice test suite with your, if you're doing this so that you can make sure upgrading doesn't break anything in your application. So let's say I have this blog article page and this page gets a lot of traffic so I want to improve performance on it. Now one way we could do that is add some caching, maybe some fragment caching which is a certain type. Uh, it might not be the best solution in this case but it's a quick and dirty way to add some quick caching. Now by default caching is not enabled in development environments so you'll need to pass perform caching true in your development.rb config file. Or you can also set up a separate staging environment which is probably the best way to go if you're doing a lot of this kind of testing and I show you how to do that in episode 80 or 72. Now on to fragment caching. So here's what the view file looks like and the way you do fragment caching is just pass in a call to cache and then in block. Uh, let's just cache this portion. Now you can optionally pass in an argument to this cache method and that will be used as the key that the cache gets stored under. So this is a really great way to kind of auto-expire something. Uh, for example, if we just pass in the, mo the model here, it's going to use the model's cache key method call on here. And that will include the updated at timestamp. Let me show you. So if we just fetch an article, and then we call article.cache_key, you can see this is a string that's returned. It has the name of the model, uh, the ID of the model, and the updated at timestamp, which is very useful because this means whenever our model changes, then the updated at timestamp will change, which means our cache key will change, which means the cache, the old cache, will auto expire. Let me show you. So if we try reloading this page a couple times and then check out our log file, you can see that the first time we hit reload, which is right here, the we had a fragment miss, which basically means there wasn't a fragment cache at this key. So it created one and it generated it with selecting the comments and displaying that. The second time we hit reload, we got a fragment hit and notice no select queries for accessing the comments, so it's a little bit more performant. And like I said, if we try editing this article, let's say a beautiful instrument, submit this, notice it automatically updated the page and changed the title because it basically expired the old cache automatically because we created a new cache key when we updated our article with that updated at timestamp in the cache key. So you could actually do all this in previous versions of Rails, but how does the new feature touch play into this? So let's see, back in the console, uh, if we have an article and call updated at on it, we can see we have a timestamp. But if we call touch on this, and then call updated at again, you can see our timestamp changes to the current time. And that's really basically all touch does, is it just uh, changes the updated at column to the current time. You're probably wondering, what's so useful about this? It's just a very simple method. Well, it really comes into play when you're dealing with associations. For example, going back to our application here, notice that an article can have many comments. 
So what if we happen to try to create a new comment? Let's try it. Submit this. And it doesn't show up here. And that's because this part of the page is getting fragment cached, including the comments list, but our article timestamp is not changing when we add a new comment. It's just staying the same, therefore our cache key never expires or gets refreshed. So it's using the old cache, which doesn't have the new comment in it. So here's the comment model with the belongs to article association. So all you have to do with the belongs to association is call touch equals true. And then whenever you create, update, or destroy a comment, it's going to call touch on the article that it belongs to. So this means that when we create a new comment for our article, it's going to update the update at timestamp and therefore flush the cache. Let's try it out. So back to our application again, let's try adding yet another comment. Hit submit. And there we go. Now both of our comments show up because our article's updated at timestamp was changed when we touched it by uh, automatically when we set up that a touch call in the association. So that's just a quick rundown of how you can use touch to automatically expire keys uh, for caching. So really this can be used outside of fragment caching, really in any kind of time you have a cache key, such as if you're dealing with memcache at all. It's also great for that, uh, especially memcache actually, because memcache will automatically roll off the old uh, caches as you get new ones and run out of memory that you assigned to memcache. Uh, so that way the, auto the old caches automatically get removed. So it's a, a great way to go to auto-expire caches and you don't have to deal at all with any kind of sweeper and all that extra code with that. This episode is sponsored in part by Pragmatic Screencasts. They offer high-quality screencasts on a variety of subjects, including Ruby and Rails. Check them out at pragmatic.tv. Also sponsored by Ego. Check your website stats on the go with this beautiful iPhone app. It supports a variety of services to gather numbers of visitors, feed subscribers, and more, all in one place. Check it out at ego-app.com.